0: Views expressed in this program are those of the participants.
1: History likes to repeat itself. I'm not sure why, since very rarely did it ever turn out so well the first time. I'm Daniel Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is The Daniel Metz Show. Quote, State intervention in economic production arises when private initiative is insufficient or when interests of the state are involved. This intervention may take the form of control or direct management. Benito Mussolini, from the book Fascism, Doctrines and Institutions, published in 1932. California is burning, literally. Rampant wildfires are surging due to the inability of the energy company Pacific Gas and Electric a.k.a. PG&E, to maintain the infrastructure. They've been imposing rolling blackouts on millions of their customers in order to curtail the threat of further fires caused by downed power lines. Needless to say, in the face of this crisis and impending insolvency, PG&E has gone out of their way to make sure that they have met their diversity hiring quotas, because it is current year. And the California governor... Democrat Gavin Newsom immediately stepped up and pledged not only will the government be involved in the company's impending bankruptcy, it will appoint an energy czar to figure out a way to take the company over if restructuring is unsuccessful. Apparently, the governor is a fan of the doctrine of Mussolini. California is a third world country that happens to have the benefit of being a state in the first world country, but that that. advantage, advantage is drying up fast. We've talked about the horrors of the rampant homelessness and diseases that have absolutely destroyed one of the most beautiful and productive states in the U.S. in past shows. And these very same policies that have brought the state to its very knees are the actual platforms being put forth by each and every Democratic presidential candidate. The dark path that Atlas Shrug warned about is being played out right before our eyes, and people are applauding and begging for more. The disconnect is staggering. So, Robert, we've already had a reckoning here north of the 49th. What do you think is in store for friends in the south?
0: Boy, you sound really upbeat, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I don't have a crystal ball, but just like anybody else, you can just look at the trend lines and see where things are going and where they're heading. It's interesting because, you know, all around us we have stuff that, makes our lives amazing and mm-hmm. you think that um, you think that people are progressing and in technology and all that they certainly are despite the socialist um, affairs we find ourselves in not because of it but despite of it and who knows what uh, levels of technological wonders we'd have right now if there wasn't all of the regulations imposed upon us by these little Mussolini's um, but as that's far a as good technolog- term. I'm
1: going to use that. We'll just call them little Mussolinis because that's what they are. That's a great term. I love it. i'm yeah. I'm adopting that, thank you.
0: Feel free. Um, but technology <laughs> is not everything. Technology <laughs> is not everything and and style isn't everything, and some of the things that we think that we're progressing in the right direction aren't everything. Underneath all of it is politics. It mm-hmm. really is. Underneath everything is politics, and you just have to go into history, and not very far back within a lifetime. Um, at least in the Western Hemisphere, or just yesterday as far as some other countries in the world, to know that all it takes is a little Mussolini, a little dictator, a little Justin Trudeau, a little Mm. um, Elizabeth Warren, or a a little AOC, to gain power, and then overnight, your world could be turned into a hell. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if you got the a fifty. Or the A seventy. Yep. You know, or the Samsung S ten. It doesn't matter because you won't have anything to eat. You won't have anything over your head. The wildfires will be burning out of control. Your water will be tainted. Um you will have no electricity, just like an Atlas Shrugged with the when the yep. blackouts. And it can turn on a dime. But whether or not that'll happen, I mean that's anybody's guess. I don't like I say I don't have a crystal ball and um, all I know is that there's a hell of a lot of people out there trying to prevent it.
1: Well, but- the advantage the states have is because they are individual states for the most part, even though federal encroachment has been coming, is that they're all there in they are the United States. They're individual states that are united under a federal government for protection from supposedly what was the original intent was from foreign invasion and that kind of stuff and inter um, state disputes. So California can be burning, but Texas can be doing well. And you have that separation that they're lucky to have. Where in Canada, we don't have that kind of too much of that line that's drawn where we are individual provinces, unless it comes to trade barriers, which is just still appalls me. But the federal government, we are a top-down government situation where the states tend to be a bottom-up kind of government.
0: In some areas, yes, but in in some of the more important areas, provinces have constitutional control. For example, over the resources, it's totally provincial. Uh, even though the national energy program over, under Pierre Elliott Trudeau may have uh, may have th- made th- people think otherwise, uh, healthcare is totally provincial. Education, totally provincial. But again, the federal government gets its clause into those areas, and um, Whenever they do, of course, the outcome isn't very good. So, yeah, you may have the protection of having some states or provinces more freer than others. And if you, one becomes too suffocating, like in California, you can probably move to another one. Um, yeah, and
1: what they do is they take their politics with them, and then they vote for the same thing that they already had that they were escaping, which is why healthy yeah. states around California are like, no, stay away, don't come here
0: but we're we're talking about the uh, the people who would prefer more freedom and less uh, government intrusion in their lives and if they move from one state to another um perhaps things will get better in that other state i remember back in the 80s there was some sort of uh, movement to have a libertarian commune or state uh, new hampshire i think they chose and all the libertarians would supposedly go to new hampshire uh, to either live free or die i suppose <laughs> But that never really came to fruition because, again, uh, and again, you can run away from all of these government intrusions, but what you're really not able to run away from is the philosophy mm-hmm. that created them and the culture that created them. So it doesn't matter if you're in Florida where they have no income tax. Wow, that'd be great. Uh, or here in California where they have um, tremendous amounts of regulation, control, and taxation. Uh, the thing is that the overarching philosophy of the United States and Canada and the West now is one of altruism. We are our brother's keepers, and under that notion of altruism, uh, in the individual is sacrificed to the collective. The collective will is determined by the politicians. And well, we actually, seem to accept I'm going that.
1: to dispute you on that. I'm going to dispute you on that. That is the way they sell policies is by it being altruistic. I don't think that any of the elites in power plan to be altruistic themselves ever. That's how they say that you are supposed to behave not how they are going to behave. Well, yeah, no. So, they,
0: they can take them out of the equation. The overarching philosophy of the United States, Canada, and the Western world is altruism. And that's why we get a Justin Trudeau. Not because they're altruistic, because of course they're not. They're completely selfish and egotistical mm-hmm. and nihilistic and narcissistic and
1: Death culty and
0: yeah, the whole thing. No, they're the evil people. the The people who are putting them in power are doing so because they're thinking they're doing good. They think that oh, the poor need a handout, so therefore let's have a Jagmeet Singh in power, or uh, uh, the uh, the mosquitoes aren't doing too well in Montana, so let's have AOC impose the Green New Deal. Um, you know, the world is going to end in eleven years now, so. Uh, let's no, stop we are down all... to
1: 11. Good point.
0: Yeah, let's stop the use of all fossil fuels because they're doing it. the electorate, the people at large are doing it out of some misguided and incorrect sense that they're doing good based on the philosophy of altruism. You are your brother's keeper. You must sacrifice yourself, your taxes, your property, your lifestyle, your standard of living so that others who aren't as fortunate as you can better themselves. Uh, the so-called, you know, hand up. When, of course, after a, about 100 years of this nonsense, we see that well, there's always still poor. There's always people out there who are sick, uh, even though you can walk into any hospital, at least in Canada, mm-hmm. and, and get healthy. Um, and in the
1: States, too. if you If you can walk into an ER and they can't refuse service.
0: Yeah. But, and yet you still go around, you find people dying of illnesses that they shouldn't be dying of. People not vaccinating their children because they have this, Supernatural belief in some uh, study that was falsified about linking autism with inoculations, and you have a, a great deal of ignorance of history, and an ignorance of science and fact and philosophy, so that the electorate are moving always in a path of altruism, rather than a a path which, ironically, would give everybody. Uh, exactly what they were asking for that the altruists are af- asking for which is betterment of the poor and that is ironically selfishness a rational self-interest or capitalism and the evidence is is blatant and glaring and self-evident you it, it's it's a shock to me that i have to actually tell people that all you have to do is look at the socialist countries and the capitalist or the freer countries the and boats while, are
1: only going one way.
0: Yes, well, there are, you know, gradations between the two. The more capitalist and individualistic you are, the better the poor are. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, the, the fewer the poor are. Yeah. And, and what people, we consider
1: poor in Western countries would be considered rich in other countries.
0: Right, you take the poorest of the poor in Canada the United States, and they are living high on the hog compared yeah. to the poor in, say... Uh, Pakistan or Nigeria, it doesn't matter which country. You just pick a socialist, fascist, or the... Totalitarian. um, Yeah, theocracy, totalitarian. And you pick the richest there, perhaps, even, if you eliminate government employees. Rich people there, and... You know, us as middle class have it better. Poor people have it better. Why? Mm -hmm. Because of selfishness because of capitalism, because of people looking out for themselves and in doing so, creating wealth for everybody. While the altruist model of course is, we have to take from everybody, you have to sacrifice yourself, don't think selfishly, don't um, act in your own self-interest, act in the interest of the poor or act in the interest of the state and then they will redistribute your wealth to the poor. Who never seemed to get us. Buy
1: your votes. That's all it is. We vote for
0: that. We vote for that. Yeah,
1: but they're, they're offering it because it is, everybody's on the vote plantation and they're selling us our, their other people's prosperity for our votes. And I just, I was watching the Democratic primaries. It's such a gong show. It's like, who could be more far left than the next one? Oh, yes. Shall we offer free health care for illegal immigrants? Yep. I'm all for that. And everybody's of course, that's a great idea.
0: And the thing is that it's not uh, in the what illegal... world
1: is that a good idea?
0: <laughs> the thing is that it's not the illegal immigrants who are putting these people into power. It's the people whose pockets are being picked to fund all of these illegal immigrants. Uh, so they, I disagree because
1: is... they there's no voter ID necessary so anybody can vote that yeah, is but you're not
0: disagree... I... you're not disagreeing voter that racist. I say. You're not disagreeing with the fact that your neighbor, Danielle or mine, are voting uh, these people into office. That's obvious. We don't have we have a lot of illegal immigrants in this country, but nowhere near the numbers that are putting Justin Trudeau into office or a Jagmeet Singh into parliament. Yeah, I'm talking
1: more of the states. The states have the people flooding across the southern yeah, border. Even
0: even that, the, the tens and hundreds of millions of people who are voting. They're not all illegal immigrants. They're the, the, the blue-haired people out there who get in their no God, the blue-haired. into their vans and drive to the polling station and put their ex next to Elizabeth Warren or an AOC or Joe Biden. They're all doing it, or half of them are doing it, I should say, not all of them. And the illegal immigrants, while they may tip the scales and they may certainly affect the election's outcome, you're not getting rid of the overall overall arching philosophy of altruism and self-sacrifice that people vote for willingly
1: Sure enough. Um, who do you think is going to be the Democratic nominee now that Michael Bloomberg apparently has thrown his hat in the ring? I heard that.
0: I, I have to admit I haven't been following it. I've been so you involved, haven't followed with, it at all? <laughs> No, I've been so involved in Canadian politics, you know about a year you have or to so. Take the ago. break
1: and laugh at the American politics because you think we're bad. Oh my dear God, watching those, the debates in the States, we're, uh, we're supposedly a socialist country, but they've taken that and went, hold my beer. And then they ran with it. They're like, everything is free. College is free. We'll get rid of all the college debt. We'll make Medicare for all. They're going to adopt other social systems that we have here and then erase everybody's debt and then do and go keep running that way. Oh, we admit it. it's going to cost 53 trillion dollars over the next 10 years, but we'll just take it from, you know, the tippy-top.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing the is top. that over the last year or so, while I was involved in um, following the American political scene prior to 2018, it's only since Justin Trudeau has really started to exercise his muscle as a, uh, a dictator and mm. an environmentalist and a progressive that I started to turn away from American politics and think, why am I concerning myself with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Donald Trump when we have in this country, the one that affects me the most and you the most, this um, runaway leftist government that we have to do something, that we actually can do something about. We can't do anything about the United States. So to me, that's a diversion. That's entertainment. And it's good entertainment. But I've been spending I'm, my time on Canadian politics recently.
1: I understand that I have as well. But I think also because our cultures are so intertwined, what goes to the south of the border affects us because we consume the entertainment, we consume their we consume their news. We can it it, it we are meshed. We are like twins. I wish um, we were closer twice. We have our twins. own government. Well, wish we were closer twins as well, but What happens there does affect here, especially when it comes to the culture side and the entertainment and what their, uh, the values that they espouse does affect us a lot, which is why I pay a lot of attention to that. Um, also the cultural trends down there also affects up here politically. So you see a Trump being elected and then you see a rise of People's Party of Canada. You see a rise of Doug Ford. You see there is a yin and yang there. And I think that we have to pay attention to our... Cousin, well, brothers, sisters to the South?
0: Only marginally. And if I was to pay attention to it, it wouldn't be um, to their politics. It'll be to their culture, as you correctly pointed out. Hollywood and television that we get from the United States does um, shape our own society. But, again, politics is downstream from culture. So. Thank you, Andrew Breitbart. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, I got that from Sleem Mansur I don't know if Andrew said it first, but, Andrew Burke, yeah. but So if I'm going to try to either influence or get my crystal ball out and say where is society going politically, I have to look at where it is going culturally. So I have mm-hmm. to look at Hollywood, I have to look at uh, the nonsense that goes on on television and with the, with the media. Those, that's the real barometer. And to that extent, you can't get away from American culture. But politically, no. I'm not going to look at, uh, with any sort of passion, American politics, because, first of all, I can't influence it, unless there are Americans watching this particular podcast. or. or oh, I was going to say, video. I
1: hope we can influence, because I hope we have some American bands.
0: Yeah, and I know we do. But you can't influence it to the extent that I, as a Canadian, can influence Canadian politics. And you and I both know that very well. We've been influential in Canadian politics. So, if I want to find out where society's going, look at um, Star Trek Discovery. Oh God. <laughs> and where that went. <laughs> you
1: know. Oh, never mind that. And then the new Star Wars movie coming up when they've already fired the or, sorry, Ryan Johnson has already left uh, prior and they're putting Star Trek or Star Wars on hiatus even before the new movie comes out.
0: Oh I don't it's I don't know day. anything about the new Star Wars movie.
1: Oh, you don't? Oh, don't. Well, that'll be another show, because it's a whole train wreck.
0: (laughs) I don't know what's (laughs) happening, and maybe I'm getting old or something, but I have been totally turned off from most of the movies that have been coming out of Hollywood. I
1: only knew it because I follow a lot of people online that I really enjoy their critiques of current movies coming out and trailers and behind the scenes of uh, the movie industry politics to take a break from the regular politics. I get into the entertainment industry from time to time just for a break. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. It's, it's controlled. It's all feminist propaganda and it's just a nightmare, but we'll do another show on that coming
0: up in and the future. It's interesting that here we are talking politics is downstream from culture, but where's culture down, down, what downstream from, and of course it's academia. You have to think of um, the professors out there. Who are, or the great writers out there who are influencing society because Hollywood gets their ideas from the academics. You know the Noam Chomsky's out there influenced a hell of a lot of people and because of his philosophy all of a sudden you have movies um, espousing his philosophic views. Look at that professor recently, uh, the debating professor, I, I'm afraid I don't have the link in front of me, but uh, this uh, professor was saying there's no such thing as outer space because he has no physical, um, personal sense of it. He's never been to space, so therefore, and I'm serious here, and so is he. Therefore, it doesn't exist.
1: Is he a flat earther too?
0: um, He probably would be. A person in his class who uh, actually recorded him, um, put it on uh, a video on YouTube, and the recording and he said, well, are you suggesting then that Paris doesn't exist because I've never been to Paris, so therefore I can't say that it exists? And he goes, yes. He's absolutely 100% convinced. This is total subjectivism, the exact opposite of your and my philosophy of objectivism, that society or the world exists outside of our experiences. He believes... But to
1: take it to that level, like, I, I, I just, I can't, I, my brain... Little ape brain does not comprehend how you can completely just go, Well, I because I don't see it, it can't exist, so therefore he can't breathe because it's an older philosophy, oxygen.
0: Yeah, it's an older philosophy, but it certainly is out there. And the thing is, though, that this is in academia, this is um, Weber State University in Utah, and academia is where. Society gets its notions, its ideas. Hollywood runs with them. The newspapers run with them. Politics appeases them. So this guy at Weber State University, who's, by the way, he's won awards for his debating. He's a debating professor. There's a video of one of his debates there. Oh, you have to send me a link. And it, it, show it, just amounts, on that. it amounts to him yelling and screaming profanities and racist remarks at um, his opponents and the audience, and I'm he guessing wins. guessing they're white. Uh, yeah, he's black, and yeah. everybody's Those white. Yeah, his opponents
1: you know. are white, yeah.
0: And that's the kind of thing that we have to pay attention to. Not so much the Donald Trump tweets or AOC's attempt at a Green New Deal, so much as, what are they teaching our kids? Because when the kids come out, they're the ones who are making the movies. They're the ones who are going into journalism, Right.
1: Well, I could argue that what new movies? They've just been recycling the same yeah. thing over and over and over again. And term- the last Terminator movie, Dark Fate, apparently is on record of being the biggest loser. Over $100 million lost because, oh, they put all the women in the movie. Oh, sorry, women in the movie. And, and, but they just recycled the same plot from the original movie oh. and then they had the ghostbusters same plot all the star wars movies are all just recycling from the same plot all the star trek movies are recycling from the same plot oceans eight is recycling from the same. they just keep they, there is no originality in culture anymore it's just recycling and then adding a little bow on the top that says this is the politically correct version of yep. the past and that's all they do yep and they sell it to us, and you're supposed to pay for it, and go sit in the cinema and laugh, and seal clap.
0: So as long as that kind of a person is um, teaching, then to go back to your first question of where, where are we headed, it's not a pretty a prognosis.
1: Do you think Trump's going to win?
0: I don't know. If um, I hope so. But I, I, I really don't know. Who would have thought he would have won in the first place?
1: Yeah, but look who he's up against. There's such... I don't know. I'm, I believe that he's... I don't want to say he's going to win in a landslide, but I think he's probably going to win, just because he's up against a paper tiger. Perhaps, George but Socialist he's also up tiger.
0: against people who would stop at nothing, including murder and, and committing uh, crimes to, to gain power. And it's been done. I think we all know that.
1: Yes. Epstein didn't kill himself. We'll talk again soon. Cheers.
0: If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right.